Saving for retirement is a great start, but it's what you do with this money that really matters. How will you reduce your taxes, generate income, pay for the skyrocketing cost of health care, and optimize your Social Security benefits? Welcome to Retirement Solutions Radio with Tyson Thacker and Ryan Thacker from Boss Retirement Solutions. This is where you can count on straightforward and objective advice about the toughest challenges you'll face in retirement today. And now, here are your hosts, Tyson Thacker and Ryan Thacker. Are you concerned about a potential recession or how about that national debt that could trigger higher taxes? You know, as you listen to this show, we want you to ask yourself, do you worry about how this could impact your ability to retire? Well, welcome back to Retirement Solutions Radio. I'm Ryan Thacker, along with my brother Tyson. We are the Retirement Brothers from Boss Retirement Solutions and Advisors, and we have a very special guest on the show today. We have Mr. David Walker, and if you're not familiar with David, uh, David was the former Comptroller General of the United States. So basically, he was the top accountant for the entire country, and he was in this role with three different presidents. That's right, three different presidents. And you know, David uh, is a published author. He speaks to capacity crowds across the country. He's been featured on 60 Minutes. And David, he basically has the inside scoop on what's really going on with the economy right now, because he's the one who's done the math. And more importantly, he knows that what these events could do to you and your retirement. So David Walker, thanks so much for joining us today and welcome to the show. Good to be with you, Ryan and Tyson. Thanks, David. So to kick us off today, I really want to focus on the national debt in this segment. Uh, there's so much activity going on in Washington, D.C. these days. Really, what's your take on the financial health of our country and that $31 trillion with a T in debt that we're in as a country? Well, first, the $31 trillion is just the tip of the iceberg. If you look at the latest audited financial statements of the U.S. government for the year ended September 30, 2022, uh, in addition to that, we had unfunded civilian and military pensions and retiree health care. We had a number of other traditional liabilities. We had unfunded Social Security, Medicare obligations. So the real number was not uh, is not thirty one uh, trillion. It's over one hundred and twenty trillion dollars. Wow. Now, now, how do you translate that? One hundred and twenty uh, trillion plus dollars is over nine hundred thousand dollars per household. And median household income in the United States is less than seventy one thousand dollars a year. Oh, my word. I mean, those. Those numbers, when you think about that, right, I, I, I think it's really hard for the average person to really comprehend how big those dollars are. David, as you, you know, as you had all of the time with three presidents and adding up all of these expenses, what kind of waste do you see in federal government spending? Way too much. Uh, and in fact, as the latest example is the COVID legislation, where we spent several trillion dollars over several years. In my view, I would not be surprised if there was a trillion dollars of fraud, waste, and abuse in connection with those programs uh, by the time you consider all the aspects. I mean, the problem is the federal government, you know, typically does not have very good internal controls. It, many of its information systems are uh, legacy systems that are non-integrated. They don't end up doing enough work up front to try to prevent fraud, waste, abuse, and mismanagement. And then they're always chasing things after the fact. Uh, and unfortunately, a lot of times when you chase things after the fact, you can only recover a very small percentage of what otherwise you identify. 
especially if those people aren't even U.S. citizens and aren't in the United States of America. Sure. So, you know, we talk about all of this debt that we're in. What are what are the options to really get it paid down? You know, as as individuals, we talk about we've got to keep our, our own spending under control. We don't want to go into too much debt. What are our options here from a national debt perspective? Well, I'm going to be testifying before the House Budget Committee later this month at a date to be determined. And of course, we're waiting to see what President Biden proposes uh, on March 9th, which is when he's going to submit his budget. I'm only five and a half weeks late, but you know. <laughs> uh, so, so um, you know, really, I, I'm going to advocate for three things. Uh, we need to stop the bleeding. We need to stabilize the patient and we need to cure this de- disease. Uh, on Stop the Bleeding, I'm going to advocate for uh, significant reductions in base 2024 spending as compared to 2023. The omnibus bill that was passed for fiscal 2023 was bloated, filled with earmarks. I mean, uh, it was an abomination. Uh, secondly, I'm going to advocate for a statutory fiscal sustainability commission that would actively engage the American people with the facts, the truth, the tough choices, solicit input, and make a package of mandatory spending, discretionary spending, and revenue uh, recommendations that would be guaranteed a vote in Congress. Mm-hmm. And the third thing is we need to cure the disease. And statutory limitations don't work. The debt ceiling's a bad joke. You know, uh, spending caps, pay-go rules, sequesters have not stood the test of time. The only thing that will bind every Congress is a constitutional fiscal responsibility amendment that limits how much debt as a percentage of the economy this country can take on, absent extraordinary circumstances for a temporary period of time. So those are the that's the three-pronged approach to restoring fiscal sanity and sustainability, and that's what I'm advocating. Given what's going on with the economy and the financial markets today, trying to grow your retirement savings, well, it could come with a lot more risk. Most people don't typically think about this, but the fastest and the safest way that you could grow your nest egg right now? Well, it's by reducing your taxes in retirement. Think about it. The less money you pay in taxes, the more money you'll have to spend on you and your family all through your retirement years. And that's why we put together something just for the listeners on today's show. Discover how you could dramatically reduce your taxes in retirement with our free Boss Retirement Tax Savings Analysis. Now, let me explain how this works. We get some basic information from you, we then determine the tax saving strategies that are best suited for your specific situation. Then we simply sit down and share these strategies with you so you can see exactly how much money you could be saving. So if you've set aside at least $200,000 for retirement, call to schedule your free boss retirement tax savings analysis right now at 800-918-3015. Now to be clear, this isn't about some obvious deductions that might save you a few bucks. The tax savings in retirement could end up being tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars. So call and leave us a a message or talk to somebody live right now at 800-918-3015. That's 800-918-3015. When we come back, we're going to talk about inflation, the economy, and taxes, and how that affects you and your retirement. You won't want to miss this. Join us after the break. You're listening to Retirement Solutions Radio. This is where you can count on straightforward and objective advice on how you can make your money go a lot further in retirement. And here are your hosts, Tyson Thacker and Ryan Thacker. 
from Boss Retirement Solutions. Welcome back to Retirement Solutions Radio. I'm Tyson Thacker along with my brother, Ryan. We are here with a very special guest. David Walker is here today. He was our nation's top accountant under three different U.S. presidents. He's an author. He's a speaker. He talks to capacity crowds all over the country. He's been featured on 60 Minutes. David, welcome to the show, and thanks again for joining us today. Good to be back. Thank you. You know, David, uh, in this segment, we want to talk about inflation and the economy and really what this means for uh, retirees and, you know, how long can inflation last? How is inflation going to impact retirees as they're making their dollars stretch, not only right now and uh, the challenges they have just with gas and food and all the different things, but also 10, 20, maybe even 30 years in advance. So, David, what's your take on what we're seeing right now with inflation and how that, that how you see that impacting retirees? Well, as has been said by many, inflation is the cruelest tax of all, uh, and it bears a, a much heavier burden on lower and middle income individuals than individuals who are on a fixed income. Right. Uh, let's talk about you know where we are versus where we've been and where we're headed. Uh, when the current president assumed office, uh, inflation was at 1.4 percent. Wow. Uh, it it reached 9.1 percent last summer. The latest number is 6.1 percent. So it's come down from the peak, but it's still far in excess of what it was and what the target rate is by the Federal Reserve, which is 2 percent. Uh, stated differently, since January 20th, 2021, when the current president assumed office, uh, inflation has eaten away over 14 percent uh, of somebody's paycheck. Uh, and and yes, wages have gone up some during that period of time, but not anywhere close to what inflation is. Now, looking forward, we have to understand what was the cause of inflation. The two There were several causes of inflation, but the two primary causes were, number one, excessive spending. You know, a lot of people like to say, well, you know, we're spending, spending like a, a drunken sailor. Well, I taught at the Naval Academy. I don't want to insult <laughs> drunken sailors, okay? I mean, they were just totally out of control on spending, right? right? And, and what also happened as a result of that is the Federal Reserve enabled that excess spending because you had a lot of people in Congress that believed in the modern monetary theory, which says, you know, deficits and debt don't matter unless you have excess inflation, right? If you can borrow in your own reserve currency. Well, guess what? We've got excess inflation. So that flawed and failed theory should be thrown in the ash heap of history. Mm-hmm. But the Federal Reserve not only kept rates down too low, too low, too long, they bought trillions of dollars of debt, basically monetized this debt. All right. So the first thing is excessive spending, loose money policy, combined with a dramatic change in our energy policy. We were energy independent. And energy is not just with regard to, you know, to, to gas prices. You know, it's natural gas, it's fertilizer, it's a, a number of other things that affect the entire economy. So those two things are the primary reasons we are where we are. We need to, we need to go back to energy independence. We need to get control of spending. Uh, supply chain issues are starting to work their way out. Uh, although we've got other transportation problems. Uh, looking forward, um, I believe that uh, since in unemployment is so low and since we, we still have some economic growth, sure. uh, that the Fed is going to increase rates more uh, than otherwise w- was expected. 
their primary job is to is to get control of inflation, uh, and I think that they need to do what they what they have to do in order to bring it down. Now, whether they're going to bring it down to two percent anytime soon, I doubt that. Uh, but we need to do what we need to do to get it down to more reasonable levels than we have today. Uh, and that obviously doesn't just have an adverse impact on the spending power of people. It's also very disruptive to the markets. Right. You know, the, the markets don't like uncertainty. Business doesn't like uncertainty. You can't Definitely. effectively plan. And guess what? Last thing, uncertainty affects individuals too. How are you going to plan effectively for your retirement? How are you going to plan effectively, period? If you've got so many uncertainties about what's going to happen with regard to Social Security, with regard to Medicare, with regard to taxes, with regard to, you know, so many other things, if you will. So, David, a follow up on that. Uh, man, what a thorough answer. Love what you just said. One of the things that we do with each one of our clients when they are uh, potential clients, when they come in to see us, is we do add an inflation rate as part of our planning. There's a lot of advisors who don't do that. So what do you see? You mentioned, you know, it it really punishes um, those who are in a lower uh, uh, income uh, situation. What do you see for retirees that are maybe looking at retiring now through the next five years who don't plan for inflation? Well, they're obviously going to be worse off than if they do plan for inflation. But then the question is, what's inflation going to be, right? Uh, I mean, yep. one, of the, one of the things that I've done is, and part of the leading by example is, um, and of course, I have uh, Social Security, which is indexed to inflation. Okay, sure. Uh, but in addition to that, I have uh, three uh, annuity contracts uh, for retirement. One of which is indexed to inflation. I don't mm -hmm. think you can buy that anymore. By the way, mm -hmm. okay. Uh, <laughs> the, other, the other one is indexed three percent a year, no matter what inflation is. That actually was better than inflation up until the last two years. Yep. Uh, and then I have another one that's not indexed, and so. I've taken a number of steps to try to protect myself to the extent that I can uh, with uh, with regard to inflation. Um, uh, and, and I think, uh, you know, as far as what inflation is likely to be going forward, I don't think we're going to get back down to 2%, but I do think that we can get, uh, you know, over time, I do think we can get closer. Okay. I think we can get maybe to the, you know, 3% range or 3.5% sure. range or whatever over time. Yeah. Well, and what you really said there is you have to have a plan. I mean, when, right. when you look at, here was my social security and some people call that the near perfect source of retirement income because it lasts as long as you do. It does have a cost of living adjustment on it. We hope it continues to, they keep sending those checks out. And I, and I think for those of, who are in retirement or nearing retirement, that's not going to be an issue, but for kids and grandkids and, you know, those things, you better pay attention um, to that and what's happening with social security. But I love what you did on the annuity contracts. Oftentimes people don't like the word annuity, but really what you said is you have three, two of them are tied to, uh, tied with some type of, uh, inflation adjustment, which helps you keep up with that spending power. And then you've got a third one that's continuing to grow and compound, um, is that grows. And, and that's a very, very powerful, um, strategy it reminds me, um, a year ago, Tyson and I, uh, we were at an event where, uh, Shaquille O'Neal spoke and, uh, Someone asked him, what, what's the most important word in retirement? And he said, an annuity. And he said, <laughs> when my, my uh, agent, when, he, when I first started making some money, I realized how fast I was blowing through money. First thing he did is he set up an annuity contract. 
uh, for me. And, he, and he's like, the second thing he did is he set up another annuity contract that was going to be able to be turned on years later to offset inflation. So there's lots of different ways. An annuity is not the only way to plan for retirement, but I love what you said there on here's how you can take action, create a plan, just like you laid out the plan that you're going to go and present um, in front of Congress, have a plan for your retirement and how that's going to impact you. And, well, and, if, if you don't have a plan, all you have is prayer. I'm for prayer, <laughs> but I'm for prayer and a plan. Absolutely. And keep in mind, Social Security is basically a social annuity contract. Yes, it is. You're right. right. Basically what it is. David, with the 30 seconds we've got left, the R word recession, what are you seeing in our future for the recession? How deep could it go? I don't think we're going to have a deep recession. I think it's possible that we could have a recession, okay? Uh, but I don't think it's going to be a deep and long recession. Uh, but only God knows, and God's not telling us. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Do you have an IRA or a 401k? It's natural to think of this as being your money, but it's really a joint account between you and the IRS. Because remember, you still have to pay taxes when you withdraw this money in retirement, and that could be paying a lot more taxes on these accounts than you can even possibly imagine. That's why we put something together just for our loyal listeners on the show today. Learn how you could dramatically reduce the taxes on your IRA or 401k with a free customized boss retirement tax savings analysis. Now, let us explain how this works. We're going to get some basic information from you. Determine where you've saved your retirement savings, what type of accounts, and we're going to find which strategies are best suited for your specific situation. Then the good news is we're going to sit down with you and share with you exactly how much you could save in taxes on these accounts. Now, we normally work with families who have saved 500000 to several million dollars, but if you've saved at least $200,000 for retirement, call to schedule your free analysis now at 800-918-3015. Now, remember, this is not about some obvious deductions that could save you a few bucks. It's not uncommon for us to uncover tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars in tax savings. So let us find out how much money you could save on your retirement taxes. Give us a call right now at 800-918-3015. That's 800-918-3015. Call to schedule this free Boss Retirement Tax Savings Analysis at 800 800- 918-3015. More with Ryan and Tyson Thacker from Boss Retirement Solutions is coming up next. Want to learn how you can make your money go a lot further in retirement? You've come to the right place. Welcome back to Retirement Solutions Radio with Ryan Thacker and Tyson Thacker from Boss Retirement Solutions. Welcome back to Retirement Solutions Radio. I'm Ryan Thacker, along with my brother, Tyson. And we have a very special guest with us today on Retirement Solutions Radio, David Walker. David Walker was our nation's top accountant under three different presidents. He's an author. He speaks to capacity crowds around the country, and he's been featured on 60 Minutes. It's a pleasure to have David on the show today. David, we've, in the opening two segments, we've covered a lot of different areas here. We've, we've uh, you know, talked about inflation and the impact that inflation is going to have on you and your money and, and what that purchasing power is in retirement. And, uh, you know, we've also talked about this, uh, this situation we're in right now as a country with this national debt, 31 trillion with a T and, and David corrected us on that. 
Um, when you look at all of the big picture and the underfunded liabilities of Social Security and Medicare and pensions and all those different areas, you need to four times that number, right, David? Nearly four times. It's $120 trillion with a T. So, David, let's talk taxes in this segment, what that means for, for retirement. You know, David, well, first, go ahead. go ahead. Let me just say one other thing. We're at a 40-year low in taxes. So do you see taxes going up? Do you see taxes going down? What do you see? Well, there's a new four-letter word in federal fiscal policy. That four-letter word is math. <laughs> right? uh, and, and, you know, there are some people that say, well, all we really need to do is to grow the economy and, you know, everything's going to be okay. We've waited too long. Mm. The gap is too great. The hole is too deep. Mm. Taxes will never be lower than they are today. They're going to go up. The only question is how much, when, and what form. Uh, President Biden is going to submit his fiscal 2024 budget proposal on March 9th, which is before our event. Uh, and it's very clear that the primary thing that he's going to propose is more taxes. Mm. Uh, and we'll have to wait and see. But it's also very clear that he's not proposing a mechanism based on information released to try to close the macro gap uh, between spending and revenues. He is going to propose something evidently on Medicare, which is primarily more taxes, okay, yep. uh, if you will, and, and redirecting some savings from prescription drugs into Medicare. Uh, look, bottom line is the biggest problem that we have is mandatory spending. The spending that is not appropriated every year, that basically Congress has written a blank check. And believe it or not, in 1912, mandatory spending was 3% of the budget. Wow. So 97% wow. was control. And you know what that 3% was? It was called interest on the debt. Sure. That was the only thing that was mandatory spending. Today, mandatory spending is over 70%. And rumor is, is the president's going to propose some more mandatory spending programs, which is the last wow. thing in the world that we ought to be doing. So the first thing we have to do is we have to restructure mandatory spending, including social insurance programs to make them solvent, sustainable, and secure. We're going to have to reprioritize and reduce projected discretionary spending, including defense. I'm on the Defense Business Board. You can reduce projected defense spending without compromising national security, uh, but the Congress needs to be an ally rather than an adversary in that regard. Uh, and we're going to have to end up reforming the tax system to make it to make sure it stays competitive, to make it more equitable, and to generate more revenues as a percentage of the economy. That is going to have to happen. And anybody who tells you that that's not going to happen or doesn't need to happen would fail math. <laughs> <laughs> so what you're saying is taxes are on sale right now compared to what we're looking at in the future. And, uh, you know, I think one of the things that we hear all the time is taxes are only going to be on the wealthy. You know, you hear these these different numbers, 400,000 or in the past 250,000. What's your take on that, David? Well, you know how you can tell when a politician's not telling you the truth? Their lips are moving. <laughs> you know, the, the, the answer, the, the, there's no way, all right? Yeah. You can't solve our fiscal challenges by just taxing people making over $400,000 a year. Yep. I mean, it's just not a credible thing. I mean, it's a, it, it's a political statement, you know? 
you know, like, for example, what are we going to do on Social Security? We may want to come back to that and talk about Social Security reforms, all right? I mean, one of the things that most people talk about as part of Social Security reform is something that happened uh, during the Reagan administration where the taxable wage-based cap, not the rate, but the cap, was increased significantly. Mm-hmm. Right now, that cap is $160,000, roughly. I mean, I've heard proposals to increase it, you know, to, you know, to uh, $275,000, right? Well, well, that's people making under $400,000 a year, yeah, sure. right? All right. Uh, now, uh, is is it affecting people who are better off? Sure it is. All right. Sure, sure it is. But but the $400,000 is a ridiculous number to throw out there. It's just not credible on its face. Um, uh, and then we also have to talk about, well, what form are taxes going to be in? Are they going to be consumption taxes? Are they going to be payroll taxes? Are they going to be income taxes? I think one of the things that we really have to take a hard look at is we lose $1.5 trillion a year in revenues because deductions, exemptions, credits, and exclusions in the tax code. $1.5 trillion a year. And guess what? Over 40% of Americans don't pay any income tax at all. Over 40% of tax filers and about 20% of individual tax filers get a rebate, not because they paid in too much. They get an absolute rebate, okay? Earned income tax credit, child care tax credit, et cetera. So we need to we need more people paying something. The wealthy needs to pay more. We need to be sensitive on corporate taxes because we've got to stay competitive on corporate. Corporations aren't don't have duties of loyalty to countries. Personally, I think we took the rate down lower than we needed to on corporate. I think you could go up to 25% and still be fine. Right. Um, you know, I think Biden's going to talk about going higher than that. You know, you got to be concerned about competitiveness. So the bottom line is taxes are on sale. Well, thank uh, you, and David. You need, and you need to consider that in your plan. Given what's going on with the economy and the financial markets today, trying to grow your retirement savings, well, it could come with a lot more risk. Most people don't typically think about this, but the fastest and the safest way that you could grow your nest egg right now, well, it's by reducing your taxes in retirement. Think about it. The less money you pay in taxes, the more money you'll have to spend on you and your family all through your retirement years. And that's why we put together something just for the listeners on today's show. Discover how you could dramatically reduce your taxes in retirement with our free boss retirement tax savings analysis. Now, let me explain how this works. We get some basic information from you. We then determine the tax saving strategies that are best suited for your specific situation. Then we simply sit down and share these strategies with you so you can see exactly how much money you could be saving. So if you've set aside at least $200,000 for retirement, call to schedule your free Boss Retirement Tax Savings Analysis right now at 800-918-3015. That's 800-918-3015. They've helped thousands of families retire successfully. They could help you too. Welcome back to Retirement Solutions Radio with Tyson Thacker and Ryan Thacker from Boss Retirement Solutions. Welcome back to Retirement Solutions Radio. I'm Tyson Thacker along with my brother, Ryan. We are the Retirement Brothers from Boss Retirement Solutions and Advisors. And today we are here with a very special guest, David Walker. David Walker, he has basically been our nation's top accountant under three different presidents. He's an author. He speaks to capacity crowds all across the country. He's been featured on 60 Minutes. 
David, welcome back to this final segment of our show. And thanks so much for joining us today. Good to be with you. You know, David, uh, one of the things that I want to just talk about here, we've talked about the national debt. We've talked about that taxes are on sale. We've talked about how inflation is as violent as a mugger, as Ronald Reagan once said. In this segment, we really want to focus on Social Security and how that impacts those who are retiring. We touched on it in an earlier segment, but what would you say about Social Security? Um, Let's talk a little bit more about that here right now. Well, Social Security is the most popular social insurance program. In fact, probably the most popular program that the federal government offers. It was intended to be a foundation of retirement security. And like a house, you can't just live with a foundation. You have to build on the foundation. Uh, It was intended that it would be supplemented by private pensions. We used to have a lot of defined benefit plans. We don't now. They're primarily defined contribution plans and and personal savings. And for a lot of personal savings, the biggest asset that somebody has is the equity in their home, okay, for for many Americans. So first understand it is universal. It is a defined benefit plan. It is a life annuity in effect, and it is indexed to inflation. So that's an important foundation, but you have to supplement it. Now, the problem with Social Security is, is that, you know, if we don't reform it, then in the early 2030s, the so-called trust fund, and I actually put that in quotes, I call it the trust the government fund. It's not really a trust fund, and it's (laughs) not really funded, because what's in it is government debt. But that's a whole different story, all right? The trust fund, when it goes to zero, if nothing is done, that everybody's Social Security benefit will be cut 22 to 25% across the board permanently. Mm. Well, yeah, we all know that a, so if you're making if you're making 2000 a month, David, all of a sudden you just got a haircut down to 1500 a month from Social yeah, Security, that's right? That's correct. Yeah, that's right. And so the point is that is not equitable, it is not politically feasible because tens of millions of Americans get Social Security. They tend to vote with a higher propensity than younger people. So sure. that's not going to happen. So the real question is what is going to happen, right? And and remember what Einstein said, the most powerful force on earth is not nuclear energy, it's the power of compounding. If you're a saver and investor, it works for you. If you're a debtor and kick the can down the road of making tough choices, it works against you. Here's the frustration on Social Security. We can exceed the expectation of every generation of Americans. Why do I say that? Because seniors think they're going to get taken advantage of. They're wrong. It wouldn't be equitable. It's not politically feasible. Young people don't think they're going to get anything. Mm-hmm. And they're wrong. Mm-hmm. So the question is, how can we reform the system where everybody thinks they're going to get more than they're going to get? Yeah, and that's not hard. It's looking at the the it's looking at uh, the retirement age. It's looking at the taxable wage base cap, cap. It's looking at the replacement ratios of how much you you get based on different levels of income, but not turning it into a welfare program. It's looking at the indexing formula for for cost of living. You can make those kinds of changes, make the program solvent, sustainable, secure, indefinitely, and everybody gets more than they think they're going to get. Not more than they've been promised, more than they think they're going to get. I call that a win. I love that. Now, the challenge is, is you talked about the different levers that can be moved, but I I think you have a unique position in that you've seen the numbers, you've been in Washington, you see the machine, what happens what what do you see happening with Social Security over the next three, five, seven, ten years? 
Well, first, I was also a trustee of Social Security and Medicare from mm. 1990 to 1995. So I've seen it from a variety of different angles. Look, uh, Social Security is going to have to get reformed because the scenario of doing nothing is an unacceptable scenario. Politically, yes. Right. All right. And right. so it's going to have to get reformed. It should be reformed sooner rather than later. And in my view, it's one of the issues that ought to be addressed by the Fiscal Sustainability Commission that I mentioned earlier. Okay. Uh, the real tougher challenge is going to be what are we going to do with Medicare and healthcare? Uh, mm -hmm. Because that is a much bigger challenge. The, the Medicare problem alone is two and a half times greater than Social Security. And that doesn't count Medicaid. And that doesn't count longer term challenges associated with the Affordable Care Act. All right. right. Although one of the things you got to think about is before we had Medicare, we didn't have the Affordable Care Act. And now that you have the Affordable Care Act, you're wondering whether or not people might start saying, well, why is the Medicare eligibility age lower than the Social Security Medicare eligibility age? Because there is a way for people to buy health insurance other right. and, and get subsidized if they're lower income individuals. And one of the problems with that is, is the government subsidizes people who aren't lower income individuals. Mm. They subsidize people who are making six figures, which the last time I checked, was not lower income. <laughs> right. You know, so I had this great lady came in one time. She's uh, it was her 65th birthday that she came in to see us and she had a big smile on her face. And I'm like, why are you so happy? She's like, oh, it's my 65th birthday. I'm like, oh, great. Happy birthday. And I'm like, what's what are you so excited about your 65th birthday? And she's like, well, because my Medicare kicks in now and I no longer have to pay for any medical expenses no dental, no vision. And so David, I was the unfortunate person on her birthday that had to, to talk about uh, all progress starts by telling the truth. You know, you talked about the facts and the truth. That wasn't a fun conversation. She was, uh, she was a little bit less happy, but I, I think so many people, when they think about social security, they think about that payment that's coming in, but two and a half times, is that what you said? Two and a half times what Medicare is a bigger problem than social security? Yeah. If you combine Medicare part A B and D, uh, it, the, the whole for that, those three programs are two and a half times greater. Wow. And, and again, that doesn't count Medicaid. I mean, you know, Medicaid is for the poor. Yep. It's, it's an expense that's shared between the federal government and the states. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a challenge as well. So, David, I want to go back to Social Security for just a second, because you ran through a litany of things that could change. In our prior segment, you mentioned a wage gap that we could be improving as far as how it gets taxed. You mentioned as well, age-based changes, indexing formula. Can you just talk about those three things for just a moment yeah. so people understand that at a deeper level? Well, right now, individuals and employers are taxed 6.2% uh, on the first roughly $160,000 worth of income. Yep. Uh, and, and if you make more than that, you're not taxed on anything in excess of that amount, okay? Now, that amount is indexed each year to inflation, all right? And, uh, and back in 1983, on, during the so-called Greenspan Commission, when Reagan worked with Tip O'Neill and others to achieve Social Security reform, one of the elements of that reform was to raise that taxable wage base cap to 90% of, of earnings, okay? Of, uh, and, and that would mean that you would raise it from about 160,000 to around 275 or something around that, right? Okay. Yep. Uh, so that doesn't affect anybody making less than $160,000 a year, but people that are making between 160 and 275 or whatever that number turns out to be would end up paying 
more taxes and their employer would too. And if you're self-employed, you have to pay both of them, right? Sure. So, so that's the first thing. Now, Biden has made the said, well, I'm not going to tax people making under 400. Maybe he could say, okay, well, then I'm just going to have a tax for over 400,000. But, you know, the, the math doesn't work too well on that basis. All right. The second thing is, is that as part of the 83 reforms, the normal retirement age went from 65 to 67 gradually over about 30 mm -hmm. years. Right. My eligibility age was 66. Okay. And so another thing that's talked about is to take it up to 69 or 70 gradually over 20 to 30 years. So it's not going to affect people that are retired or near retirement. It's going to affect younger people. And then to think about indexing the life expectancy. Uh, and then uh, with regard to the cost of living formula, you know, the basket of goods that young people buy is very different than the basket of goods that middle income, you know, middle-aged people buy. And they're very different than the basket of goods that seniors buy. Right. So the idea is, is that can there be some way of, of better identifying what a relevant cost of living index is rather than trying to take, you know, the, the index that applies to everybody right now? And, and that could work either way. OK, it could be a plus or it could be a minus because let's take Medicare as an example. You know, uh, Medicare is a, is a program uh, that only seniors get. Mm -hmm. It's heavily subsidized. OK, it's got financial problems on its own. But it isn't the premiums for B and D are income related. All right. And my wife and I pay thirteen to fifteen thousand dollars a year just in premiums for Medicare. Yeah. All right. So ain't nothing free about it. Okay. And that, <laughs> and that does and that doesn't count deductibles and copays if you get into that. That's exactly right. That's why we put something together just for our loyal listeners on the show today. Learn how you could dramatically reduce the taxes on your IRA or 401k with a free customized boss retirement tax savings analysis. Now, let us explain how this works. We're going to get some basic information from you, determine where you've saved your retirement savings, what type of accounts, and we're going to find which strategies are best suited for your specific situation. Then the good news is we're going to sit down with you and share with you exactly how much you could save in taxes on these accounts. Now, we normally work with families who have saved 500000 to several million dollars but if you've saved at least $200,000 for retirement, call to schedule your free analysis now at 800-918-3015. Now, remember, this is not about some obvious deductions that could save you a few bucks. It's not uncommon for us to uncover tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars in tax savings. So let us find out how much money you could save on your retirement taxes. Give us a call right now at 800-918-3015. Advisory services offered through Boss Retirement Advisors, a registered investment advisory firm. Insurance products and services offered through Boss Retirement Solutions. The information contained in this material is given for informational purposes only, and no statement contained herein shall constitute tax, legal, or investment advice. The information is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation. You should seek advice on legal and tax questions from an independent attorney or tax advisor. Our firm is not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. This radio show is a paid placement.